guys and welcome to this week's episode of The Playful Psychologist. Before we get into today's topic, which is friendships, um, I just wanted to chat about my plan for the rest of the year in this podcast. So usually there are going to be 10 episodes in a season, but because we are coming to the end of the year and we are actually going up to meet, um, to have our little one meet his family for the first time in Queensland, I will be cutting this season short and we'll probably only have five episodes in this season. And then we'll come back in probably late Jan, early Feb next year for season three, um, if you guys obviously still want to listen. So yeah, that's the plan for the podcast, but obviously you can still keep up to date with a bunch of um, child development related content on my Instagram page, The Playful Psychologist, um, or my web- website, which is www.theplayfulpsychologist.com, which I'll link in the podcast description of today's episode. So don't worry, I'm not leaving you high and dry. But anyways, back to today, what I wanted to chat about today is friendships and why um, I think that they're so important. So I think we can all agree that in general, like even in adulthood, friendships are pretty important because having friends gives us, you know, that sense of belonging and security. And if you actually look at Maslow's hierarchy of needs, I think that explains why it's so important you know, why belonging is so important. So I'm going to kind of use that as my base moving forward for today's chat. So Maslow's hierarchy of needs is a psychological theory that states there are five levels of basic human need, and it's kind of like a pyramid. So needs lower down must be met before you can get to the next level of the pyramid sort of thing until you get to the very top. So from the bottom of the hierarchy upwards, there the needs are a physiological, then safety, then love and belonging, then esteem, and then actualization. So if you want a visual representation of that, literally just Google Maslow's hierarchy of needs and an image will pop up straight away. Um, but based on that theory, if people don't have their needs met lower down, and one of those needs is belonging and love, um, they will never be able to reach their full potential and reach optimal self-actualization. Or in other words, they will never be able to reach their full potential. And that's the case for every single human, whether they're typically developing, they're neurodiverse, they have additional needs, anything like that. It's the case for every human being. So if they don't have their needs of safety and belonging met, which we often get through friendships and relationships, then someone's never going to be able to reach their full potential, which is, you know, quite interesting to me. Now, of course, if an individual can't reach their full potential, that's when their mental health and psychological well-being suffer, which can then lead to an array of different problems, you know, some even including physical health issues. So yeah, I just wanted to share that theory to kind of lay the foundation as to why I wanted to have this chat and why I believe friendships are so important. Um, And I I just want to say as well that I haven't explained that theory to you in order to scare you, but more so to explain to you why friendships are so important. It's a lot more than just having, you know, like someone to hang out with or go to the shops with on the weekend. And for some reason, I don't know why, but I think that the the benefits of friendships and social interactions in early childhood seem to kind of be overlooked. Um, But however, like I said, friendships can really have an impact on our, a significant impact on our mental health and physical health. So the earlier that a child can learn to develop friendships, in my opinion, the better. 
So a question I get asked a lot is why is it important for children to, to develop friendships, you know, early in their early childhood years? And my answer to that is that research has shown us that establishing friendships is a really important developmental goal for children under the age of seven. So friendships developed during preschool and early school years give our kids really valuable context in which to learn and practice skills related to social, cognitive, communication and emotional development. So it's not necessary having friendships in early childhood is not necessarily all about the development of social skills but it does help our children with their emotional development and cognitive development and you know speech and language development as well they model off each other they they learn to resolve conflict they learn to manage big feelings when something doesn't go their way all those things are beautiful things that they can learn through something as simple as as social interactions and friendships which is pretty cool if you ask me so, for example, by learning to navigate their early childhood friendships, children learn how to be sensitive to the viewpoint of others. So, in other words, they develop their theory of mind. They learn how to use standard rules of communication. So, they learn about reciprocal communication and reciprocal conversations. And they also develop a bit of an understanding of what age-appropriate behavior is because if they see their friends aren't doing something they're likely not to engage in it and you know in some cases they might actually be embarrassed that they behave that way in front of their friends and their friends didn't join in um so yeah that's that's why friendships in the younger years um are so important because it kind of lays that foundation for the development of a whole bunch of other skills that can then be carried throughout the later childhood years So if we look at the benefits of friendships, just like in adulthood, friendships benefit kids by helping create a sense of belonging and security and also reducing stress. And those early childhood friendships contribute to a child's quality of life and their ability to kind of adjust to change or go with the flow with their environments as well, because they have that sense of security and they feel a little bit more in control because they have those people that they can rely on. And then obviously this sort of stuff also correlates to positive school performance. And I think that's a step that we often miss. So to break that down for you, when children establish strong friendships, they have higher self-esteem and they're better able to focus on doing well at school because they're not focused on those feelings of sadness or loneliness or frustration. And then as well, on top of that, having someone to turn to who can kind of help them deal with any little stress or sadness that might come up at school is really essential to developing their healthy coping mechanisms rather than kind of internalizing that they're able to, you know, get that out and talk to a friend about it. And I think that's so important because we often tell adults, you know, it's not weak to speak and that sort of thing, but let's start that at a really young age when it comes to friendships. So yeah, I think that's really, really important. But navigating friendships and social situations also helps to, like I said before, support children's emotional development, um, increase their capacity for empathy and altruism through the development of their theory of mind. And having friends also helps boost happiness and overall well-being, overall self-confidence, and kind of promotes a positive outlook on life. And On top of that, having friends can, you know, lessen some of the stresses that kids may experience, you know, when they are trying to navigate the school environment and can, like I said before, also help practice those communication skills and encourage the good behavior through modeling. 
So those are some of the benefits of friendships. But in regards to what friendships can teach children. um, Now, obviously, this section will overlap a little bit with the other one, but I'll try not to make it too repetitive. But friendships teach children so many valuable skills. Like I said before, empathy, understanding the perspectives, feelings and emotions of others, learning how to be kind and tolerating, um, you know, others differences or being sympathetic to others. They also teach kids about social interactions, communicating, listening, sharing, playing fairly, developing patience and waiting and those sorts of skills. But they also help children develop their problem solving skills. Um, You know, in regards to all kids will have little, uh, you know, tiffs or arguments. And by getting into friendships early and getting into those social kind of scenarios early, children are better able to learn how to resolve those arguments and collaborate and mediate and that sort of thing. So I think that's really cool. But the last point that I want to make here is that friendships can teach children to be open-minded and accepting of difference and diversity, particularly if they make friends with different personalities from different cultures, with different abilities, different social backgrounds and that sort of thing. And I think that is so important because you know what, that actually might be a podcast topic for another day about how children develop um, the a likeness for their own race. And I think that's really interesting. And I think that definitely falls on us as adults, parents and caregivers to kind of expose our children to an array of different cultures and different people and different abilities in order to make sure that that becomes their new norm. I think I'm so tired of, um, you know, us trying to make these these children that are neurodiverse or, you know, even from a different background kind of fit into our way of life, whereas it should be the other way. We should be opening, open to accepting everyone. So you know what? I'm going to make that an, a whole new podcast topic because I think that's really important. But sorry about that little rant. That is why friendships in early life are so important. So now that we know why friendships are so important after my little culture rant there. Um, a question I get asked is, okay, cool. Now I know that that friendships are really, really important, but how can I help my kids make friends? And there are several ways to help your kids make friends, but I am a little hesitant to go into these t- in too much detail because typically developing children can usually navigate this on their own. And we don't really want to turn into helicopter parents and, you know, try and take over when it comes to them making friends. But if your little one does struggle to engage socially for whatever reason, for example, because of shyness or because they're a little bit anxious or something like that, there are a couple of things you can do just to help guide them in the right direction. So one thing you can do is model friendship skills. So obviously children take their behavior cues by watching, you know, adults and older children in their lives. So it's definitely a good idea to model good behavior when you do interact with your friends. And if something happens, like if your children do witness an argument or a little bit of a tiff or, you know, you swear or anything like that, it's a really good idea to debrief those tricky situations with them and kind of help them, you know, navigate that with you and work with them to understand what was cool about that situation, what was not cool and what maybe could have been done differently. Um, and if you have friends who you've known since you were young and stuff, point that out to your kids and show them how cool it is and how important it is to have those long standing friendships um, and that sort of thing. So yeah, definitely modeling, but also it's really important to encourage friendships 
for your child. So if your child establishes a really cool friendship that brings them a lot of happiness and joy, try and support it as much as possible, even if the kids attend different schools. So for example, if they met a friend at ballet class or at footy or swim class or even in preschool, but you guys decided to send them to different schools, try and organize as many play dates as possible. It's kind of, it's often quite nice for your child to have friends from different contexts in their lives. Um, I know I have friends from, I went to a couple of schools when I was younger and I have friends from both my schools and I'm still very close with, with both of them. And sometimes it's nice to be able to like hang out with one group and then hang out with another and, and that sort of thing. And even if those play dates, you know, don't happen every week and they're a little bit infrequent, it still helps your child feel connected and kind of broadens their circle of friends and their circle of security as well. But another really important note is to respect your child's personality and try not to force friendships if they're just not the kids aren't clicking because when it comes to making friends it is really important to let your child just be who they are and it's also really important to try not to compare your child's social and friendship skills to other kids or their siblings or you know anything like that because at the end of the day every child is different and even you know identical twins often have different personalities and have different friendship groups and that's okay and while some kids are really outgoing and like to have lots of friends and lots of different groups others are just super happy having one small group of really close friends so what's important in those situations is, is to celebrate your child's unique personality and their you know unique outlook on friendships and social skills now that's obviously different to like if you know notice that your child is clinging to one person in particular or is not interested in friends at all then that's a, a different can of worms and that's maybe when I would maybe chat to the your child's school or maybe seek the opinion of an OT or a psychologist and and see what you can do to help your child but if they have a small group of friends and they're really happy and content with those friends and they're you know they have regular play dates and that sort of thing I think that's totally fine as well. And finally, the last thing I want to chat to you guys about today is how you can help your child with friendship difficulties. So it's obviously important to keep in mind that children under seven are just starting out when it comes to learning how to build friendships and maintain themselves in social situations. And at this stage and age, I guess, it's all about recognizing the skills that they may be struggling with and kind of supporting them to begin developing those skills. So for example, if your child is struggling with conflict resolution, you can just focus on that a little bit more even at home with their siblings with their cousins and some children will find it really easy to develop those skills and then will then take that to the to the playground and others may need a little bit more guidance and that's okay also some children will find it really easy to make friends for all different kinds of reasons and others may find it a little bit harder you should always kind of chat to your child's school like I said before if you have any serious concerns but my piece of advice is to try um if your child is struggling at school with friendships, try and invite two or three friends out for a play date. And that way you can kind of observe your child in a smaller group setting and really highlight what the issue may be. In most cases, if I'm being honest, the thing that will help them is just having a smaller, quieter, calmer environment. And that's really all it takes for a child to flourish. I, I say this a lot when I work um, with my kids on the spectrum, when it comes to social skills, I often tell parents, yep, they're doing really well practicing those skills with me one-on-one -on -one in a clinic setting where it's quiet and controlled and I'm an adult. But the step from going from a 
clinic with one adult to a playground with a hundred kids is far too big a step. And sometimes I encourage them to pull it back and do some small play dates, maybe a social skills group in the holidays and have those stepping stones in place before getting to the big overwhelming playground. And that's the same for kids that are just a little bit shy and a little bit anxious. Same thing, set some stepping stones up for them. And I guarantee you, you'll you'll see your child's social skills flourish. Um, yeah, so try that if if you do have a little one that does struggle with their social skills. It's not always easy for children, you know, to manage friendships, to interact and initiate friendships and that sort of thing. Because, you know, making and maintaining friends involves a number of skills that young kids still need to learn and develop over time. So for some children, like I said before, these skills will come really naturally. Uh, They will easily move forward and, you know, move in between friendship groups and that sort of thing. Um, And for others, the world of friendships and social skills can be really hard to navigate. Um, But what I will say again is every child develops at their own pace. Instead of trying to create a path for your child and kind of forcing them to do something which can create more anxiety, try and guide your child by helping them choose their own path and problem solving by themselves. So again, if you notice that your child is struggling a little bit with social skills in a bigger environment, maybe ask them, say like, hey, I noticed that, you know, at lunchtime, you usually tell me that you don't have anyone to play with. Are there any, is there anyone in your class that you want me to organize a play date with? And then go from there. So it's all about guiding them, um, down the right path, but not forcing them down the path, if that makes sense. So I hope you guys learned something from today's chat on friendships. They are really, really important in adulthood. So you can imagine how important they are at school um, and for younger kids as well. And if you have any questions about any of that, you can always shoot me an email via my website, which is linked in the podcast description, or you can send me a DM on my Instagram page at the playful psychologist. Thanks so much for joining me today. I hope everyone is in the Christmas spirit. And if Christmas is not something that you celebrate, then I hope you are just having a great December. Um, Have a great week and I'll see you guys and talk to you guys later. Bye.